Echo hey Music. Tara tara la 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 ta tara tara la la. We really need to get a song. Yeah, we're gonna sing you a song since we yeah. don't have an intro. All right, what's up, everybody? My name is Victor. My name is Julieta. And welcome to <laughs> I Got Something to Say Again, Take, take Two. two. <laughs> <laughs> um, so today we're just gonna be. Today we're gonna go Reading over some pasta stories. Creep pasty. <laughs> oh, creepy pastas. I'm sorry. I just had pasta. So. <laughs> no, I said creep. <laughs> I think I tried putting creepy and pasta into one into word. Yeah. <laughs> some creep pasty. Right. So we're going through creep pasta. So according to Jules over here. Yeah, we're going over some creepy pasta stories. So to celebrate the spirit of spooky, spooky season, season this yeah. is our second edition of spooky season this month. Last one, if you didn't listen to it, we went over the witches <laughs> and Wicca, and also with the tragedy of the Donner Party. Exactly. For those people that only made it through five minutes of it, you well, really missed out on some good stuff. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> What if they're listening now? They're really not going to make it to the five minutes. All right. Well, <laughs> well, maybe try to make it to six minutes. If if you make if you make it past five minutes, we'll we'll be so thankful. Yeah. For real. If you make it throughout the entire episode, we'll, then you're we'll, a real one. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll send you, you a shirt. We'll send you a dollar, fifty cents. How fifty about cents. That? Fifty cents. Because yeah. then I mean. We gotta make something. We, we, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 50 cents. 50 cents. And then we can try to sell you the scripts for a dollar. A dollar fifty. A dollar fifty. Plus <laughs> exactly, tax. Exactly, exactly. Plus shipping. Yeah, so, yeah, we don't email. We just, we're, we're gonna print we're, it, <laughs> put it in an envelope, and send it right to you. So, uh, we're gonna go ahead and start with the first story called My Wife Won't Stop Talking About Killing Me. You know, at that point, you would think that just get a divorce. I would just think maybe take her, like, drop her off at a hospital. Like a mental institute? Yeah. There we and, go. Uh, you know, because how do you sleep at night? You know, there's a... Uh, I don't know if you... You probably never watched this video. Or, I mean, this um this series. Mm-hmm. But there's a series on Netflix called The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, I did not watch that. It's actually pretty good. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a good love story. Mm-hmm. That is disguised as a horror series. That's interesting. Because like maybe episode one through ten, like yeah, yeah you 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 get you only you'll see first, like a lot only of the like first 30. only the first like thirty, <laughs> <laughs> the first like ten episodes. It's only like one season, but mm-hmm. like the first like ten episodes, like you'll see, it's gonna kind of scare you. It's got yeah. this like creepy vibes and it does everything that a horror movie will try to do, but it does it like. It does it really good, but also the ending of it. It feels like a PG thirteen or like a R rated movie version of. Um, I don't know if you ever watched Disney's Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy. Uh, probably. You know how like at the beginning, like, is, this isn't a cartoon, right? This is not a cartoon. Okay. This is no, like a probably not. This is like a, a. You can describe it though. All right, so the movie or the series? The movie. The movie? You were talking about the Disney yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, right? So the movie, they move into, like, Eddie Murphy and his family, they mm-hmm. move into this haunted ma- mansion. Mm-hmm. Man- mansion. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and um, <clears throat> it's, like, all these, like, little things, like, start happening to them. Mm-hmm. It's a Disney movie. Like, it's not going to be scary. Right. But if you're a little kid, yeah, it's going to scare you a little bit. Yeah. But, like, towards the end, it's, like, a, a nice little happy, um, happy ending. Disney yeah, ending. it's, like, a happy ending. Like, they discover the reason why things go down the way they do in this house. Mm-hmm. 
and it's just, it turns into like this happy happy ending. Well, now take that and put it on the house outside of the how no nah. the haunting haunting of Hill House. But same thing. It's like home. same thing. It's like all these shits ah. happen, and but towards at the end of the movie, it's like you you see how the house really works. Yeah, and it just ends up being like a like a good story. Like it it wraps it wraps it up so well. Like mm. it doesn't seem like it could have been like a horror movie okay. or a horror series. Yeah, but but it is. But but it is. Gotcha. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's a good. It's a good. It has a good storyline. Good storyline. It's a good like love story ish. Blah blah blah. Disguise as a as a horror horror series. It's actually pretty good. You should give it a watch. Yeah. If you ever feel I'll, brave, I'll, I'll try to watch it. You know, like when the sun is out. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah maybe yeah, when yeah. I'm like home with my parents. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah, definitely. I'll like get someone to watch it with you. Yeah. And during the daylight, like open up yeah, all your you windows, know, leave all the lights <laughs> on at night, sleep with one eye open. But uh, I'll definitely look into them, especially now since it's October. It's October. Need something here. new to watch besides the office. Uh, so let's let's dive into this first story. My wife won't stop talking about killing me. No, sleep talking about killing me. <clears throat> so my wife and I moved into our new apartment just a few months ago. Before this, we lived in a large cottage overlooking a beautiful lake. It was my wife's dream home for the first three years we lived there, and we didn't want to leave, but it was a necessary step for us. You see, Jessica and I used to live down south. Everything was going well for a while, but my law firm decided to promote me out of the blue. It was unexpected, but I couldn't have been more grateful. Unfortunately, the job entailed transferring to one of our many branch locations, and the one in question is in New England. We spoke long and hard on the matter, but eventually Jess agreed to move. It's important to note that the dollar doesn't stretch as far up north as it does down south. It's also harder to find employment. That's why we were downgrading our living space until Jess could find another job. And... Tensions were high the first few weeks after the move. I could tell Jess was irritable. She would, she missed our old house, our old friends, and working a steady job. She had nothing to do with all of her free time, so she was bored out of her school. This led to many fights, and for a while it seemed like we would never settle in. About a month after the move, things started looking up. Jess found temporary work as a part-time editor at the local TV station. She loved the work and couldn't have been happier with her co-workers. I couldn't have been happier for her. Everything seemed to be fine for a while. Not perfect, but fine. This was when the sleep-talking began. It was expected, and honestly, it, I'm surprised it didn't start sooner. You see, my wife is a restless sleeper whenever there's a big change in her life, good or bad. It happened when we got married, when we moved into our first home, and when she had the miscarriage. Jess knows she sleep talks because I used to bring it up from time to time. I would laugh each morning recalling the weird things she said the night before and this always made her uncomfortable. She seemed to be embarrassed by it. That's why after her first night of sleep is no one to go. We have a little guest. Yeah. Not a little furry one. <laughs> little snow rat. Um so this always made her uncomfortable and she seemed to be embarrassed by it. That's why after her first night of sleep talking in our new apartment, I didn't say anything. The sleep talking went on for a couple of weeks. It was at this time that Jess's temporary job at the TV station came to an end. And without a job to keep her mind off of things, her nightly outbursts became even worse. She began screaming at odd times during the night in which I would be forced to calm her down. One night, her screams turned into tears. As she was crying, she said something I'll never forget. I wish you were dead. I knew my wife was asleep, but as I sat there by her side calming her, the best I could, I felt the need to press the matter. So I said, you wish who were dead? 
And to my surprise, she responded, you. This caught me off guard. It's a strange thing to want your husband dead and even stranger if you're asleep. Why? I asked. And she said, you're ruining my life. Those four words cut deep. Whether they were meant or merely the product of a tired mind, they were the kind of words that demanded self-reflection. I wondered for a moment if I truly was ruining her life, or at least if I were to blame for her night terrors. My wife remained silent for the rest of the night, and I know this because I stayed up. Contemplation and worry kept me from a good night's rest. I didn't believe for a second that my wife really wanted to kill me, but her late night antics were certainly a cause for concern. Between the screaming episodes and the morbid dialogue, this was the fir- this was the worst her condition had ever been. The next morning, I came pretty damn close to telling her about what had happened, but I kept thinking about how she'd react. It was too much. I didn't want to burden her any more than I already had, especially after she'd been laid off, and I also didn't want another fight. In light of this, I kept my mouth shut. The following night, the screams were gone. That was a comfort, but a fleeting one. One of the blue- out of the blue- Just as I was about to shut my eyes and call it a night, the sleep talking began again. She said, sometimes I think about how I do it. I chalked this statement up to pure dream-induced nonsense, but then she continued. While you're asleep in bed, I'll get up and go to the kitchen. I didn't know what she was talking about, but as she kept speaking, it dawned on me. There were some moments of inaudible gibberish, but from the bits and pieces that were fluent, I could paint a pretty good picture of what she was describing. Reach into, grab knife. Over and over again, blood oozing off the bed, can't ruin my life anymore. My wife was describing how she'd kill me. As deeply unsettling unsettling as this was, I couldn't help but chuckle to myself. It was just a dream, after all, nothing more. I can't say I haven't done some weird things in my own dreams, but things I would never do in real life. Jess was mad at me over the move, and she was working out her frustrations while she slept. At least that's what I thought. The sleep talking continued for a few weeks. I hoped that Jess' midnight venting sessions were doing her some good, but without a degree in psychology, I couldn't be certain. All I could do was listen to her ramble about offing me each night and wait for her condition to run its course. The longer her sleep talking had ever lasted was a month, so it was safe to say this would be over soon. A month passed, then two months passed, and Jess didn't let up. Every night, it was the same routine. Either incoherent nonsense or babblings about how she liked to hurt me. It was getting old, but... One night changed everything. As my wife slept, she uttered some words that tore right through my heart. I lost my baby because of you. My emotions swirled about and formed a sour concoction that rested in the pit of my stomach. This time, I had to know what she meant. What do you mean? There was a brief moment of silence, but eventually Jess offered me an answer. There was some more gibberish mixed in, but she was able to get her point across. You made me want kids. You put life in me, and now I'm alone. This struck a nerve and caused a few tears to roll down my cheeks. It was my idea to have a kid. Jess never wanted kids, but she made herself want them for me. That's why after the miscarriage, I was surprised to find her absolutely devastated. I had no clue how much she'd warm up to the idea of having a baby. My tears were interrupted by more sleep-talking of the worst variety. I will kill you. I promise. That was the last thing she said all night. It's been roughly a week since my wife made that promise, and as disturbing as that threat was, I couldn't have I could have easily brushed it off with the rest, assuming it too was a project of product of stress, and was nothing more for me to worry about. Unfortunately, I can't stop worrying about it. Jess is scaring the crap out of me. I know I'm now taking short naps and sleeping with one eye open, and it's all because of one thing. Now she's sleepwalking. Bro, no. It's a cliffhanger. No. Yeah. Go to the fucking doctor. Yep. Shit. It's pretty weird. <laughs> I just can't believe, like, she, he knows, like, she's been saying some crazy things for, like, three months, and he willingly sleeps with her like, and doesn't do anything about it's it. It's like honey. 
I've been listening to you. Why are you sleeping? Um, you have some crazy plans. I disagree with what you want to do. How about we go to a doctor?、Mm-hmm. How about I don't know. I, the, he says he says I'm not a psychology major. I'm like, bro, that's why you there, got people that are, are psychologists. Psychology yeah, exactly. I feel like he wants to die. <laughs> Loki. Loki, <laughs> or maybe he wants、this. to see how far she'll go. But it's like, what if it goes too far? Bro, no, no. And then she's sleepwalking. That's、mm-hmm. it's over. If you、Sorry. if you wait, then you deserve to get murdered. Yeah, I mean, she's telling you what she's gonna do. Oh yeah, exactly. So, but yeah,、um, when I first saw the title, my wife won't stop sleep talking about me about killing me. I thought it was gonna be like something possess her, and then she's like trying to kill him, or,、oh, yeah, or she、right, would like right, try right. to kill him every night. That's what I thought when I read the title. There's this like again back to the、um, haunting of Hill House.、Mm-hmm. There's a scene where the the wife is on top of the husband with a knife at like at his neck. Yeah, and like the guy will like wakes up. He's like, "Honey, what are you doing?" Honey, and, I with the <laughs> knife in your face. Honey, are you okay? Yeah, like, are you good? Is is that you? React, please.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. No.、Um, no. That's scary. Stupid. For real. <laughs> Never.、Um, the author of this is Christopher Maxim. So if it's real, I suggest you go to see a psychologist. Nah, it's it's probably fake, but still. Written pretty well though. It's written, yeah, yeah. I found a few that were not written pretty well, but they're, <laughs> they're fucking. They're they're hilarious. All right. Let's see. <laughs>、uh, but none of them made it the cut. So. <laughs> oh man.、Um, so there's this one. It's called. Um, the footsteps. I don't have the name of the、uh, whoever wrote it, but、um, you have the title. <laughs> it's it's there's the title. So all right, let's hear it. All right, so <clears throat> starts. This is so long. This is long. So I apologize for that. I never had to tell the story with enough detail to actually explain explain it all well. But it's true, and it happened when I was about six years old. In the quiet, if you press your ears. Oh no! In a quiet room, if you press your ears against a pillow, you can hear your heartbeat. As a kid, the muffled rhythmic beats sounded like soft footsteps on the carpeted floor. And so, as a kid, almost every night, just as just as I was about to drift to, off to sleep, I would hear these footsteps, and I would be ripped back to to conscious, terrified. For my entire childhood, I lived with my mother in a fairly nice neighborhood. That was in the transitional phase. People of lower economic means were gradually moving in, and my mother and I were two of these people. We live in the kind of house you see being transported in two pieces on the interstate. We love to see those. <laughs> It's the、uh, two pieces for me. <laughs> but my mom took cook.、Uh, but my mom took good care of it. There were a lot of woods surrounding the neighborhood that I would play in and explore during the day. But at night, as things often do to a kid. They took on more sinister feelings. The couple, with the fact that due to nature, our house there was a fairly large crawl space underneath, filled my mind with imaginary monsters and escape, inescapable scenarios, which would consume my thoughts when I was awoken by the footsteps. I told my mom about the footsteps, and she said that I was just imagining things, as they do. As any mother. As any mother would. What What would you do if um, if your kid was telling you, mom? There's like a there's a noise. There's a, a a a like a tall, slender guy with a hat 
tell me to i don't know like go whatever outside. go outside or yeah or somebody like a tall man is stalking me in my room well if there's anything i've seen because i don't have kids so i can't <laughs> say like anything i've learned but like you should always believe your kids because you never know because you never know yeah yeah and because i mean like why would kids lie like about that i don't i don't see why Oh, she goes. Sorry, guard dog. Sorry, right, guard me. dog. Don't step on her. She's going gonna go do her job right, but um, yeah, I would believe my kid, and then I would probably be scared. <laughs> so you think, you think that's why, somebody. like, a lot of adults like deny of any deny um, of of whatever like their children is telling them because they don't want to. They don't want to think. About they don't want to think about it or believe it. I feel like probably a good half of parents. Don't deny those things because they don't want to deal wanna, with like, it. Yeah. But um, I forgot what the name of that movie was. But I watched this movie, the one horror movie I've watched my entire life, willingly. <laughs> um, I forgot what it's called, but I watched it in a movie theater. And um, the kid would like they moved to a house, and the kid was telling his parents like, "There's something in my room that like literally takes me out of my bed and says it's gonna kill me or stuff like that or like." They'll hang up, like, dolls on my wall and stuff like that. Oh, fuck. And the parents were like, no, you're crazy. You know, just keep going to school. Like, do your thing. And in the end, I think that whatever was haunting them killed the whole family. Except for him. So, it's like, I don't want to end up like that, you know. I don't think what movie that was, but... I wish I could remember. It was a few years ago. Alright. Back to the story. I persisted enough that she blasted my ears with water from a turkey bas- baster? Turkey baster? Baster? Baster. Baster. Probably. Once just to placate, placate, placate mm-hmm. me. Placate? Placate? What is placate? that? So, to like hit you? I guess hit you? Yeah. Well, what do you say? It. I grabbed the turkey baster to hit you? I to guess so. You? Yeah, yeah. Placate. Oh, placate, look, like a placarte? I, I guess. Hey, okay, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> well, hey, we'll come with the fact check later. <laughs> Since I thought that that would help. Yep. Yeah. Aplacarte. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So it's a Spanglish word. Okay, Aplacar okay. is a Spanglish word. I did not know that. Look at that. Well, you learned that some shit every single day. Right. All right. Of course it didn't. Despite all the creepiness and footsteps, the only weird thing that ever happened was that every now and then I will wake up on the bottom bunk despite having gone to sleep on top. But this wasn't weird since I sometimes get up to piss or get something to drink and could remember just going back to sleep on the bottom bunk. I'm only a child, so it didn't matter. Yeah, I don't blame you either. Like, you know, when I was a kid, like in between five and eight or nine, I used to sleepwalk all around the, my Perhaps? house. Oh, yeah, I think you told me one yeah. time. I used to uh, sleepwalk, um, turn on all the lights around the house <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> What the heck? Did do you still do anything like that? Sleepwalking? No, no, not anymore. Nice. Thank, thank God. Thank goodness. <laughs> so this was happen. This will happen about once or twice a week. But waking up on the bottom bunk wasn't too terrifying. But one night I didn't wake up on the bottom bunk. Woke up in the bathroom on the toilet. Plaster. Just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, that was another okay. No, that, that was another. That was another. <laughs> that's time, different. Yeah. That's different. I had heard the footsteps, but was too far gone to be woken up by them. And when I was awoken, it wasn't from the sound of footsteps or a nightmare, but because I was cold, really cold. When I opened my eyes, I saw stars. 
I was in the woods. I sat up immediately and tried to figure out what was going on. I thought I was dreaming, but that didn't seem right. Though neither did me being in the woods. Of course, man. Like that, that should be the first. You know, thing that should be the first thing that pops up in your mind. But okay. Oh god. There was a deflated pool float right in front of me. One of those ones shaped like a shark. Baby okay. shark. Baby shark. <laughs> Ese culito quiere este oh todo. Ay, ay, ay. Ahora, cabrón. That's, a, <laughs> that's our uh, outro song. <laughs> This only added to the surreal feelings, but after a while, it seemed like I just wasn't going to wake up because I wasn't asleep. I stood up to orient myself, but I didn't recognize these woods. I play in the woods by my house all the time, and so I knew them really well. But if these weren't the same woods, then how could I get out? I took a step and felt a shooting pain in my foot, which knocked me back to where I'd just been laying, lying, 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 what? Lay lying. Laying, lying. I had stepped on the thorn. By the light of the moon, I could see that they were everywhere. I looked at my other foot, but it was fine. And as a matter of fact, so was the rest of me. I didn't have another scratch on me, and I wasn't even that dirty. I cried for a little bit and then stood back up. I didn't know which way I had to go, so I just picked the direction. I resisted the urge to call out since I wasn't sure I wanted to be found by who or what might be out there. Smart, smart. I feel like every the single. smart thing he's. I feel like every single horror movie or shit that I watch, like the main character is like, "Hello, <laughs> somebody here." <laughs> That's so Hello? true. That's so true. It's me, Ryan. <laughs> But I mean, you kind of have to ask because then, what if you don't see them? You know? So. <laughs> I tried to walk in in a straight line. I tried to course correct when I had to take detours, but I was a kid and I was afraid. There weren't any howls or screams, and only once did I hear any noise that scared me. It sounded like a cry crying baby. I think now it was just a cat, but I panicked. I, I ran veering in different directions to avoid big thicks of bushes and collapsed trees. I was paying close attention to where I stepped because by that point my feet were pretty in bad shape. I paid too much attention to where I was stepping and not enough to where those steps were leading because not not long after hearing the cry, I saw something that filled me with a kind of despair I haven't experienced since. It was that pool float. I was only 10 feet. So three seconds. <laughs> I was only 10 feet from where I had woken up. This wasn't magic or some supernatural space bending. I was lost. Up until that moment, I thought more about getting out of the woods than how I got in. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but being back at the beginning caused my mind to swim. Ah, you get it? Because there's a pool. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. <laughs> I wasn't even sure that these were my woods. I only, I only had been hoping that they were. Had I run in the huge circles around that spot, or did I just imagine turn around and start making my way back? How was I going to get out? At the time, I thought the North Star was just the brightest star, and so I looked and found the brightest one and followed it. Eventually, things started to look more familiar, and when I saw the ditch, and by ditch, the author means a, a dirt ditch, my friends and I would eventually dirt Claude Warson. So, I guess, like... Or not a real ditch. Not a real ditch, but something that they made, yeah. Um, I knew I had made it out. By that point, I was walking really slowly. Also, again, smart kid. I'm following the North Star, which is the brightest one out mm -hmm. there. 
I I don't even know what the fuck that shit is. I don't even know how I would follow a star. Exactly. Like, how do you, you know, like, like, you're gonna go up? Like, like if where I know where the follow? moon is, and, like, I know, like, if, like, around winter time, yeah. I know where, like, the Three, three Reyes Magos is, <laughs> but that's it. Like, I don't know the, the North Star. Or yeah, the, you know how to track Santa Claus. I don't know how to you know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know where the North Star is. <laughs> uh... I mean, I mean, I get you though. Like yeah, that's like, that's pretty smart though. That is. That is. I want my gifts, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gotta make sure they get delivered on time. Okay, so by that point, I was really slowly because my hurt, um, my feet hurt so much. But I was so happy to be so close to home that I broke into a light jog. When I actually saw the roof of my house over a neighboring lower set house, I let out a light sob and ran faster. I just wanted to be home. I feel you, dude. We all mm. been there. Yeah, I, I have. <laughs> I had already decided that I wouldn't say anything because I had no idea what I could possibly say. I would get back in the house somehow, clean up, and get in my bed. My heart sunk as I rounded the corner and my house came fully into view. Every light in the house was on. I knew my mom was up and I knew I would have to explain or try to explain what I have been. And I couldn't even figure out where to start. My run became a jog, which became a walk. I saw her silhouette through the blinds, and I thought I was worried about how to explain things to her that didn't matter to me at that point. I walk up to the a couple of steps to the porch and put my hand on the doorknob and turn. Right before I pushed it open, two arms wrapped around me and pulled me back. I screamed as loud as I could, Mom, help me! Mom, please, Mom! <laughs> That's me acting. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I deserve a fucking not at, um, Oscar. <laughs> that one acting that class. That one acting there class. You mm, feel, YouTube. <laughs> the feeling of being so close to being safe and then physically pulled away from it filled me with a kind of dread that is, even after all these years, indescribable. The door had been torn away from open and a flash of hope shot through my heart. But it wasn't my mom. It was a man, and he was enormous. That's what she said. <laughs> I thrashed around of and course. kicked at the shins of the person holding me while also trying to get away from the person who had just come out of my house. I was scared, but I was furious. Let me go! Where is she? Where's my mom? What do you do to her? These narrating skills. Bro, damn. honestly, shit. Give me a 10 out of 10. Hmm. Recommend us, please. 12 out of 10. There you go. <laughs> As my throat's... <laughs> As my throat stung from screaming, I was drawing in another breath. I became aware of a sound that had been present for longer than I had perceived it. Honey, please come down. I got you. It sounded like my mom. The arms <laughs> loosened and set me down. And as man approached me, blocked out of the porch light with his head, I noticed his clothes. He was a cop. I turned face the voice behind me and saw that it was really my mom. Everything was okay. I began to cry, and the three of us went inside. The three of us? Well, the cop, the mom, Oh, and, okay, but and not him. the guy. Okay. Well, the, the guy, guy was a cop. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I think I lost a little part of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the cop the one that grabbed him? Yeah, yeah, okay. I think the, the cop's the one that grabbed him. Okay. And that's when, like, later he became aware it was actually the cop. Yeah. I began to cry, and the three of us went inside. I'm so glad you're home, sweetie. I was worried I'd never see you again. By that time, she was crying too. I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. I just wanted to come home. I'm sorry. 
It's okay. Just don't ever do that again. I'm not sure me or my shins could take it. A little laughter broke through my sob, my sobs, and I smiled a bit. Well, I'm sorry for kicking you, but why you had to grab me like that? I was afraid you run away again. That's the cop. I was confused. What do you mean? We found your note on the pillow. Oh no, no, no. We found. Nah. We found. Yeah, yeah, me rayó. We found your note on your pillow, she said, and pointed at a piece of paper that the police officer was sliding across the table. I picked up the note and read it. It was a running away letter. It said that I was unhappy and I never wanted to see her or any of my friends again. The police officer exchanged a few words with my mom and on the porch while I stared at the letter. I didn't remember writing a letter. I didn't remember anything about any of this. But even if I sometimes went to the bathroom at night and didn't remember, or even if I could have gone into the woods on my own, even if all of that could have been true, the only thing I knew at that point was, this isn't how you spell my name. I didn't write this letter. Oh, so who did? So who wrote it? So who did? So who, so who, who did it? That's a, that's so weird. What's your theory? My theory is, well, let's see. He was a little kid. He was six or something at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe some, cause pull him out way into the into the woods. <clears throat> so it could have been either some sort of. Uh, let's see. He was sleepwalking around. Yeah. Getting into the bunk bed. He didn't remember how. How he got there. Either. It's probably like maybe some some creature. That wrote the note? Yeah. Like a Slenderman type? Kind of like a mythical creature. Like something like that. That's or weird. maybe it could have been like a, someone from the from the cult. Mm. That could have like... Could have true, been... Um, what's it called? Um, stalking him. That's true. And they were trying to get him out to the woods. And they were trying to get that? him out uh, in the woods. That makes more and sense. And, like, there's a lot of kids that are, like, heavy sleepers, so yeah. it could have been possible. That's true. Or they could have just given him something so that he that too. didn't that, wake that up. he didn't wake up, and then they needed him for, like, some things here and there, and when they were done, they they were done with him, them. they just, they were too lazy to put him back on the top, on the top bunk bed, so they put <laughs> it on the bottom. Put on los duendes. Los duendes, yeah, there we go. That is weird, though. So that could have been it. I don't think I've ever, like, gone to sleep somewhere and then woke up somewhere else unless my parents picked me up and put me Yeah, somewhere. yeah, unless I was but a kid, then... If I'm already in my bed, why would they move me to the other bed, you know? That, too. Um, weird, weird. Yeah, I miss those times when I could just fall asleep on the couch and then my dad would be, like, pick me up and then right. I'm woken up in, like, in my own room, yeah. And now it's, like... Can you get up? Like, you're in my way. <laughs> He's like, you got a bed. Go. <laughs> right, get out of the living room. I'm like, room. bro, it's what like, if oh, I just want to sleep okay. here? I'm like, you couldn't just carry me. Honestly. Like, you see I'm sleeping? <laughs> like, Victor, you're fucking 23. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't care. I'm like, like 13 <laughs> in my head still. <laughs> All right, do you want to hear one more? Yep, let's do it. All right, so this one is called The Rake. This one has a movie. It came out oh, in 2018. Rake. Not as good. Would not recommend. Would not. The rake? Is the it rake. about a rake rake? What do you mean by a rake? Like a leaf like rake? Like a leaf rake? Yeah. No, no, oh. no, no. Okay, no, I was kidding. All right, so <clears throat> during the summer of 2003, 
Events in the northeastern United States involving a strange human-like creature sparked brief local media interest before an apparent blackout was enacted. Little or no information was left intact, as most online and written accounts of the creature were mysteriously destroyed. Primarily focused in rural New York State. In New York! <laughs> yeah, I, I would sing the other part, but You'll know. it's not my forte. It's not your <laughs> Self-proclaimed witness told stories of their encounters with a creature of unknown or origins. Emotions range from extremely traumatic levels of fright and discomfort to an almost childlike sense of playfulness and curiosity. While their published versions are no longer on record, their memories remain powerful. Several, several of the involved parties began looking for answers that year. In early 2006, the, co- the collaborations have accumulated nearly two dozen documents dating between the 12th century and present day. Spanning four continents in almost all cases, the stories were identical. I've been in contact with a member of this group and was able to get some ex- experts from their upcoming book, The Rake. A suicide note from 1964. As I prepare to take my life, I feel it's necessary to assuage any guilt or pain I have introduced through this act. It is not the fault of anyone other than him. For once I awoke and felt his presence. And once I awoke and saw his form, once again I awoke and heard his voice and looked into his eyes. I cannot sleep without fear of the might next awake to experience. I cannot ever wake. Goodbye. Found in the same wooden box, were two empty envelopes addressed to William and Rose, and one personal letter with no with no envelopes, which said, "Dearest, dearest Lenny, I have prayed for you. He spoke your name." A journal entry. Oh, this is a that's a the suicide. No, that's and then this one's a journal entry from the eighteen eighties. Mm-hmm. This was like translated from Spanish. I have experienced I have experienced the greatest terror. I have experienced the greatest terror. I have experienced the greatest terror. I see his eyes when I close mine. They are hollow, black. They saw me and pierced me, his wet hands. I will not sleep, his voice. And then apparently in the note there's like a he he read something, but mm-hmm. we don't know what it is. This is a um Mariners, mariner, mm-hmm. yeah, like, Mar- a, like a marine, yeah, marino, marino, a mariner's mariner's log from sixteen ninety one. He came to me in my sleep, from the foot of my bed. I found sensation. He took everything. We must return to England. We shall not return here again at the request of the Reich. This is uh, another one from a witness in two thousand six. Well, that was recent. Yep. Three years ago, I had just returned from a trip from Niagara Falls with my family for the 4th of July. We were all very exhausted after a long day of driving. So my husband and I put the kids right to bed and called it a night. At about 4 a.m., I woke up thinking my husband had gotten up to use the restroom. I used a moment to steal back the sheets, only to wake him in the process. I apologized and told him I thought he got out of bed. When he turned to face me, he gasped and pulled his feet up from the end of the bed so quickly, his knee almost knocked me out of the bed. 
<laughs> wow. Okay. He then grabbed me and said nothing. After adjusting to the dark for a half second, I was able to see what caused his strange reaction. At the, foot of, at the foot of the bed, sitting and facing away from us, there was what appeared to be a naked man or a large hairless dog of some sort. Whenever I read this the first time, you know what that remind me of? What? You ever watch any, any of the like Harry Potter movies? I watched like a few, como a medias. A medias? Yeah. Do you know the, the third one? The, the one where there's like a werewolf? No? I can't remember. Okay. Um, I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> yeah, look it up. Look the up. werewolf? Well, yeah, werewolf. Um, just put Harry Potter werewolf. Oh. <laughs> yeah. This one? Yeah. That's kind of that's kind of what the, like the yeah, the thing a hairless dog a hairless dog yeah. or a long um slender human, it's uh, kind of what that's, it reminds me of. Yeah, that's the picture I got in my head too. All right, so yeah. its body position was disturbing and unnatural, as if it had been hit by a car or something. For some reason, I was not instantly frightened by it, but more concerned as to its condition. At this point, I was somewhat under the assumption that we were supposed to help him. No, bro. Fucking run. <laughs> Who is this guy? It, it's, a, it's a girl, actually. It's just a point of Dang, view of a... She's making us look bad. <laughs> My husband was peering over his arm. Or we don't know, because the person says husband. But it could be a man. Because it could be. Let's not assume. So yes. Let, yeah, let's, let's, we okay. live in the... We're in 2020. Where we are in 2020. Let's not assume. My husband was peering over his arm and knee, talking to the fetal position and occasionally glancing at me before returning to the creature. In a flurry of motion, the creature scrambled around the side of the bed and then crawled quickly in a flailing sort of motion right along the bed until it was less than a foot from my husband's face. The creature was completely silent for about 30 seconds, or probably closer to 5, it just seemed like a while, just looking at my husband. The creature then placed its hand on his knees and ran into the hallway leading to the kids' rooms. I screamed and ran for the light switch, planning to stop him before they hurt my children. When I got to the hallway, the light from the bedroom was enough to see a crouching a hunch over about 20 feet away. He turned around and looked directly at me, covered in blood. I flipped the switch on the wall and saw my daughter, Clara. The creature ran down the stairs while my husband and I rushed to help our daughter. She was very badly injured and spoke only once more in her short life. She said, He has to rake. Wait, let me, let me. He has to rake. <laughs> My husband drove his car into a lake that night while rushing our daughter to the hospital. He did not survive. Being in a small town, news got around pretty quickly. The police were helpful at first and the local newspaper took a lot of interest as well. However, the story was never published and the local television news never follow up either. For several months, my son Justin and I stayed in a hotel near my parents' house. After we decided to return home, I began looking for answers myself. I eventually located a man in the next town over who had a similar story. We got in contact and began talking about our experiences. He knew of two other people in New York who had, been see who had seen the creature we now refer to as the rake. It took the four of us about two solid years of hunting on the internet and writing letters to come up with a small collection of what we believe to be accounts of the rake. None of them gave any details, history, or follow-up. One journey had an entry involving the creature in its first three pages and never mentioned it again. A ship's log explained nothing of the encounter, 
saying only that they were told to leave by the rake. That was the last entry in the log. There were, however, many instances where the creature's visit was one of the series of visits with the same person. Multiple people also mentioned being spoken to, my daughter included. This led us to wonder if the rake had visited any of us before our last encounter. Uh, I set up a digital recorder near, near my bed and left it running all night, every night for two weeks. I would tediously scan through the sounds of me rolling around my bed each day when I woke up. By the end of the second week, I was quite used to the occasional sound of sleep while blurring everything the while blurring through the recording at eight times the normal speed. This took about an hour every day. Bro, I don't even want to fucking listen to myself fucking talk. <laughs> Just imagine listening to yourself sleep and roll over. Oh god, I don't even want to know. <laughs> On the first day of the third week, I thought I heard something different. What I found was a shrill voice. It was a rake. I can't listen to it long enough to even begin to transcribe it. I haven't let anyone listen to it yet. All I know is that I've heard it before, and I know I now believe that it spoke when it was sitting in front of my husband. I don't remember hearing anything at the time, but for some reason, the voice on the recorder immediately brings me back to that moment. The thoughts that have must gone through my daughter's head make me very upset. I have not seen the rake since he ruined my life, but I know that he had been in my room while I was, while I slept. I know and fear that one night I'll wake up to see him staring at me. That's scary. And then this that's why I would be scared to like record anything where I'm not there or like I'm asleep or something. Yeah. Because then what if I hear something like that? Then I freak out. Yeah. Also, if they, they say they say if like if you record. Or like, let's say you record audio or record video mm -hmm. with the intent of like trying to find something. You will. You will. Um, not only because one, maybe like brain power will like always govern over right. you. But like, let's say, for example, that your place was haunted and you want to look for that evidence. If you give that like that energy that um, if you give. Yeah, I guess that energy, more energy into it, right. it's going to feed off of it. And, and then, yeah, you will see something because you're feeding it into it. That's That just adds to, like, put out the energy you want to get back. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, like, nah, bro. Like, not that one, though. You're like, nah, not that one. <laughs> here's a, also, here's a photo of the, so say, the rake. So, I'm not going to sleep tonight. Uh, Thanks. It's kind of cute. Ew. <laughs> So this is in New York, right? Uh, so the story was in New York, but there but was there like several like other like if you heard like the other notes, yeah. like the suicide note, the the log and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, so it's wow. definitely like one of those things like around the world. Yeah. But it's a creepy pasta, so this is fake. Yeah, thankfully. Thankfully, yeah. <laughs> Thank God. But um, they've said that there's like not a creature, mm -hmm. but. Um, there's a, there's been reports where like several people along the world have um, like when they go to their uh, what's it called therapist mm -hmm. they they've said that whenever they 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 dream they had a dream about this man with like certain um, characteristics and there's been like m there's been multiple reports around the world of, but like people like they don't know each other right. That they, they also dream 
about the that same man that they that they were describing. Mm-hmm. And they, I'm guessing they all had like similar conditions or something. Um, I don't know about conditions, but uh, yeah. And I think I was listening to this podcast. Uh, I think it's stuff they don't want you to know. I think okay. they went they went through it in one mm-hmm. of their episodes about the uh, the person with the same face that everyone talks about. Yeah. Uh, so pretty interesting. It's, it's it's I forgot most of the details because I wasn't really fully paying attention. Yeah, you were just kind of yeah. I was listening. just kind of like, but it was a. But I will listen to it. <laughs> Now I will listen But now to I'll, I'll pay more attention to it because then I, I would have given you guys like more description about it or yeah. why we dream about like the same the face. Same but that would know. be a good um, podcast topic. That would, yeah. Something like to do with psychology. Interesting. Because what that kind of makes me think of is you know how when they show you like, well, I've never gone to therapy, but I should. I should. Yeah, but you know how you've seen, you, I'm pretty sure you've seen how they like show uh, like a random scribble to someone and they're like, what do you see? And yeah, then yeah. they say like something and they're like, oh, if you see this and that means you have anxiety or if you see this, that means you have a depression, stuff like that. What if I say all I see is a splash? They're probably going to be like, get the, the fuck out of here. There, yeah. <laughs> Stop wasting I need my you time. to think a little bit, you know? Yeah, no, yeah. Or maybe if you're like really unbothered, you will ju- you will just say splash. Like splash. I just see like paint. What are they gonna say? You're good. You're fine. You don't need therapy. I don't think anyone is fine though. No. No. I think. Everyone but I'm sure there are people who say splash. Yeah. People that don't believe it or like yeah. people or just want to be an asshole. Yeah. They probably would be like, oh, it's just a splash. And then the therapist is just like, you're you're just not again. <laughs> like not another one. Like yeah. But, yeah. But I think uh, in the future you will definitely hear a therapy therapy session podcast. Sure. Yeah, not us therapy, not but us, like but we're, therapy, we're not. the science of therapy. Yeah, yeah. That would be interesting. Alright, then I guess well, this is where we leave off this episode. Mm-hmm. And then the next one is... Which What's the next one? Why are we looking forward to next week? Exorcism. Oh. Oh. Mm. So I guess we're gonna be watching The Exorcist this week. Um, it's pretty. It's gonna be pretty interesting. All right. All right. All right. So put your seatbelts on for next week. Buckle up, buckaroos. Bring out your rosaries. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm gonna have mine while I'm telling the story. Bring your your cross. Bible. Your Bible to Virgen Maria. Mm-hmm. Um. The best prayer you got in your mind. <laughs> so we're ready for next week. Bring your week. religion. <laughs> All right, people. All right, guys. Thank, thank you, you for, for listening. listening. We hope you listen. If you made it through, if, thank you so much. If you didn't, then fuck you. <laughs> um, if you didn't, you'll hear the next one. Yeah, sure. maybe, hopefully. So if you got any stories or if you want to like um, say something or if you want a topic that you want us to talk about or you can if always, you have like an interesting story we'd love to we'd love to hear it yeah, yeah you can email it to us at igstspod at gmail.com or you can dm it to us through instagram which is igsts underscore podcast and then jules is on instagram as j-a-g-m-b-o-a and i am at v-c-a-o-n-g-o uh, follow us on all three accounts yep and we'll see you on and Instagram. you'll hear from us from next week. Yep. All Thank right. you, guys. Thank you Have guys. a good night Have or a good, good day. Have a good day. Good night, good morning, good evening, <laughs> whatever it is you're doing.